When I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. And he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords for the shogun. Wu-Tang! Wu-Tang! How you doing, Eric? Fantastic. How are you today? Good. All right. Good. What's up, Gil? Peace and love, people, Dega. <laughs> <laughs> Took him a minute. <laughs> is that is that going to be your saying? I thought we were going to do... Is that is that what it was? We're, we're, we're working some different options. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a meeting. Uh, we discussed it. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> so... We like that TV show that... that, that throws in a phrase so that it catches on and stuff. What is it like? That's what she said, or that's the title of her sex tape or what? <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, uh, you never heard that one. I think they do that one in uh, Brooklyn nine, nine. I love that. show. I haven't seen it in a while. You don't never watch that show. It's, it's really good. good. You'd like it. Andy Thanks. Sandberg is pretty amazing. Yeah. But so we're about to dive deep in the 36 chambers of the Wu Tang. <laughs> November 9th is uh, the anniversary of one of the most legendary hip-hop albums of all time. Enter the 36 Chambers by the RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Method Man. But Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck. Raekwon the Chef. Ghostface Killer. And? And? Iron Go Man. We said that's Ghostface. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. there's the guy in here called Iron Man, right? Well, that's one of his names. Actually, that when we start uh, when we start rolling, uh, that that'll be part of the the knowledge that we're gonna drop. So this is wait, wait hold on, is he the only Marvel character on the Wu Tang? Yes, he is. Yeah, he okay. is. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we decided. Um, I think we did mention in the, pre the previous past two podcasts uh, that we're going to focus strictly on Wu-Tang this episode and then strictly on the Beastie Boys in the next episode. Uh, so we're going to go over the playlist, but we're going to dive into the artist or the group, not so much into the playlist. Uh, but let me go ahead and get it started. I'm going to roll right into the playlist. Um the intro to the playlist is El Michelle's Affair doing a a really cool cover of Shimmy Shimmy Yaw, which uh, if uh, you've seen the movie The Gentleman, it's a great scene in the movie. Um, then we go to uh, Wu-Tang, Bring the Ruckus, uh, the Jizza doing Shadow Boxing, Method Man, Release Yo Delph. Tiger Style. <laughs> can, can we throw in I, I know you guys know more than me but as he's naming these please throw in some of those things that they would say in the song alright so, uh, Wu-Tang Clan doing It's Yours Wu-Tang Clan doing Triumph Old Dirty Bastard Brooklyn Zoo Ghostface Killer doing Daytona 500 that's Iron Man Eric uh, and huge NASCAR fan <laughs> Raekwon doing ice cream Method Man uh, doing Sandman Wu-Tang Tears Capadonna Slang Editorial Ghostface Killer Shershezla Ghost Wu-Tang Clan doing Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with Wu-Tang Clan Cream Wu-Tang Clan Protect Your Neck The Jump Off not the one from the 36 Chambers 
Oh no! Did <laughs> I listen to the wrong one? There's two separate ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> you should have listened to the mix. Sorry. And then the outro um, is uh, a little little tribute to uh, the Wu Tang member that's no longer with us, which is Old Dirty Bastard, when he climbed up on stage and let us know that Wu Tang is for the children. No love for Inspector Deck here, huh? They're in all the songs. <laughs> I, I don't know. He just has one of my favorite Wu Tang songs. So. so all right, we're just like I said, we're gonna we're gonna dive deep. This is, um, you know, I I remember having a conversation with uh, with Gilbert when um, I'm gonna jump off topic here, but when MCA passed away, and we, you know, we talked about how the Beastie Boys were, you know, kind of the soundtrack to our youth, and I would say the same thing for Wu Tang. Uh, especially this album, you know, it was, they sounded like nobody we've ever heard before that gritty grimy sound. They didn't sound like anybody else. You know, they had this deep affinity for martial arts or for uh, Kung Fu movies. And, you know, it was, it sounded so raw. Like it, it sounded like it was done in a basement. It didn't sound like the production didn't even sound that clean, but it made it, 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 it it's, it's Wu Tang, right? Yeah. Know? So, um, you know, <clears throat> we have uh, we have an affinity for this group just because, again, it was our childhood. You know, through the '90s, and you know, they're still relevant today um, through programs, documentaries, uh, even um, you know, TV shows. I mean. You know, through Chappelle's show, everybody remembers the Wu Tang financial uh, bit. Buy your bonds. Just so you know, Carlos, this is an education for me too, because I wasn't that much into Wu Tang. I wasn't at the level you were. I, I got like a secondhand Wu Tang. You got secondhand Wu Tang from you guys. Yeah, that's all right. We're gonna go in, get out, bong. All right, bong bong, Wu Tang financial. But uh. So, Eric, just uh, just to review their nicknames, is that yes. way you're aware. <laughs> so Riza goes by Bobby Digital as well, and Prince Rakim. Jizza, also known as the Genius, Method Man, Meth, Johnny Blaze, and Takal. Raekwon, Raekwon the Chef, or Lou Diamonds. Oh, no relation to Phillips. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Ghostface Killer, Iron Man, Tony Stark, Old Dirty Bastard, also known as ODB, Dirt McGirt or Dirt Dow. Osiris as well. Osiris, Inspector Deck, or... Wasn't he known as Big, Big Baby Jesus too? Uh, yeah, he did do that too. He did do that too. All right. Yeah. Hey, I got a picture of me as Big Baby Jesus. Should we post it on your your, your the People Vega site? Sure, send it to I've me. I've been Big Baby Jesus too, so I'll, I'll send that over to you. That'll be your tribute to ODB? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, Inspector Deck also goes by Rebel INS. You God, Golden Arms, Master Killer goes by Noodles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a killer and then I'm Noodles. Yeah. Master right. Killer, that's another tribute. Oh, man. They have, wow. All right. Yeah, so, you know, there were the original, those were the original nine members. And then, 
Capadonna became official later on. He wasn't part of the original nine. You think he uh, had to walk the line? No, he was in jail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so probably he probably did. Oh man. But were they were they just a collective or they were friends from the how, how did they So three of them were have been friends for a long time. But they, they all grew up in Staten Island. They're all you know and then Riza Jizza and um ODB are cousins. Yeah. Okay. So but I mean they were um you know they they grew up in the same the same area in New York. They you know they they um they had actually rec- when they recorded their first demo, uh it, it sounded just like the, the mastered track that you hear on the album. It it didn't change. It they kept it that grimy. But yeah, they knew each other for a long time. Three, you know, you have three they were from Staten Island. Yeah, that's right. I right? thought they'd be from someplace harder in New York. No. no. Well, is Staten Island a hard place too? Enough respect due to the one six. Ooh. I mean, oh. Whatever that means. <laughs> if you would have listened to the albums, you would have known that. All right. But uh but yeah, so um you know. Capadonna came later, uh, and then it was made official. He was made an official member in um, during the Eight Diagrams era in 2007. This is according to uh, Uprock.com. Uprock.com. But no, by Uprock. Uh, obviously, inspired by uh, Wu-Tang versus a Shaolin movie. That's where they got their name. Um, you know, it, it's... You know, we're going to go on and on with a, with a lot of the, the Kung Fu references, but we're, you know, uh, I wanted to give you an idea of who these guys were. Uh, I mean, you have stories that were uh, Ghostface uh, had beef with Biggie for the longest time, and Method Man kind of kept it at bay. Uh, Method Man, who recorded the What with Biggie on Biggie's album, the only guest on that album with Biggie, the only featured uh, artist was uh, Method Man. Um, but the man does seem like the voice of reason from this group. <laughs> no, but that, that, he does like he just he just seems like he, a cool mellow, like guys, man. I just want to rap, you know, and do my oh, thing and be in movies. Well, look, he he transcended, you know, hip hop as a, he be, he became an icon and, and and was a huge crossover star, not only in movies and you know with, I mean, he recorded with Limp Bizkit, he recorded with. Uh, with Mary J. Blige, he recorded with, uh, well, him and Redman alone were, you know, I would argue one of the greatest hip hop duos, you know. So, uh, but I just he saw him last week on Vampire in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> he was also in one of our favorite movies, The Wackness. Yes, yes, that's he's, right. He's a drug dealer. But, Gilbert, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that movie the other day. Where are you? Um, yeah, no, it was thinking it was, about it like, hey, the Wackness. No, it was. And the idea's gone. You don't know why. I was watching, don't, don't ask me why, but I was watching The Wedding Ringer, the, that, that Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. And the girl the girl that's his love interest in the thing is the girl from Olivia Thurby. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's I love like, her. Uh, Judge Dredd. Great Judge Dredd. But, you know, it, great movie. If you're a hip hop fan, great. And it's a tribute to our year, right? The 94. It's that 94. Summer of, yeah, that summer in New York. But, um, all right. So, Gilbert, I know you have some facts 
I have some facts. Eric has some stupidity. Has some stupidity. <laughs> so, um, not like I said, I, I have a heavy list of facts. I don't know if you just want me to start, Gilbert, or you want to drop. <laughs> All right, let's get to the superficial first. Yeah. After listening to this, um, and it was a great playlist, by the way, Carlos. Like, I, I forgot how many of these songs I knew. Except I was the last trying to, one that you picked. Except, <laughs> yeah, I got the wrong one. I was able to determine that of all the Wu-Tang Clan, I think RZA is my favorite. Bong bong. And I know that oh, oh that that he does this nice. <laughs> he does that's him. He's so now I gotta start going wong bong. No, um, bong bong. I actually bong, liked his style. Um, and there's two songs from here that you know it, it shows like his <laughs> his two different styles. It, one was the um, it's yours. No, first out like it's triumph, where he does this whole thing where like it's well, flail. And he really draws out the um, A-R-E. Perpendicular to the square. In the yeah. songs. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it just sounds awesome, right? It's kind of relaxed and, and, and lazy all the way through. But then I listened to It's Yours After, and he's all aggressive. And I felt like he was yelling at me. You know, and he just made me, <laughs> he, he felt like a, like a Tony Robbins type guy and, and motivational speaker where I was like, yeah, Riz is my guy. That that's so, your chosen. That's your I, chosen I, I have decided, Carlos. Gilbert, who's your chosen member? I'm I'm I've been hello. I have him tattooed on me. That's true. You do. Jizza, baby. The Jizza. The genius. Another. <laughs> you know what? Another guy that's transcended Wu Tang. You know he was um, collaborated with Quentin Tarantino to make a soundtrack. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, does all the music for Afro Samurai. Oh no shit! Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just uh-huh. isn't the same as Ghostface Killer, right? No, those, those are two uh-huh. separate guys. No. Yeah. What 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 I did see when I was looking up the trap listings, you know who the most prolific guy out of these people are? Who? Ghostface Killer. When I looked at his albums, he had more than twenty albums. Yeah, because he he he's when a lot of these guys stopped rapping, like he kept mm-hmm. he 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 had like a run on his own from the two thousands, where a lot of them, you know, like even Method Man, you know, he had his stuff with uh, with Red Man. Right, which, you know, still goes on today, but a lot of them didn't didn't do much after. Even Jizza didn't really do a, a, a ton of stuff after. But like Ghostface had a run on his own, and for just a two thousand alone, you know, till, till two twenty twenty, he just yeah, no, no, yeah, recently. yeah, like, really I was so impressed with that. Yeah, like even you know, like you know, Raekwon, who's you know does a lot of stuff with Ghostface, he had only built for Cuban Links Part Two, which I think came out in two thousand nine, and that was really good. But that was like. 10 years after he had come out with another album, you know what I mean? So he, he had like a big time gap before they released albums, so. Yeah. And was RZA, because I always thought RZA was more like the producer type and the guys that, the guy that created all the beat. He doesn't have that many albums and I thought he'd, he'd be the one with the most. No, well, there's there was a time that he was producing so much for for the for Wu-Tang. Like in the beginning of the thing, it was him and Mathematics um, and um, doing a lot of the productions um, and, you know, when, when you're doing, you know, a Wu-Tang album and then you're doing individual solo albums for like, because he did the, the bulk of the production for the Jizza, uh, Old Dirty Bastard, Method Man, and then, you know, obviously the first Wu-Tang album. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's hard to be that pro- prolific, you know what I mean? So And, and with a group of guys that were hard to control. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like if, so. But here, you mean hard to control because they party or because they were, such great they were like artists they were creative and stuff like that right. and they, they wanted their own they were thing. just hard to control oh <laughs> I, so this is if you look at the cover of 36 chambers 
all their faces are covered. It's not by choice. The problem was half of them didn't even show up to the photo shoot. So they just, they got people to cover their face and that became the album cover. I guess Photoshop wasn't as popular. But then there before, was right? no Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we had MS Paint. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ghostface, um, even the first few, uh, like in Protect Your Neck, you don't see his face. You know, like he was really Ghostface for real. Like he he had he would always come with with something like a mask or something covering covering his face. So, no, I, look, there's there's so many cool stories that surround Wu Tang, and and uh, they're not urban legends or myths. No, they did really crazy shit. Like, <laughs> well, look, I'll give you an example. They're, uh, the Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, the most expensive album of all time, Yeah, sold for $2 million. The stipulation for that album is that it won't be released until 2103. There's only one copy of that album and there was actually arguments among the group because they wanted to release it, but you know he wanted to make sure you know they wanted to make sure that in two you know years from now they'll still be relevant, and then that album will be released. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, he wanted more for like to to be a piece of art more than anything yeah. else, you know. So, which is, I mean, it's a little pretentious of him, but whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what? <laughs> He's an artist, art artist, and that, that's who made this decision. Reza, Reza. Oh, of course, he'd be the one I like, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, there, there, there was a, a real uh, a lot of contention between all of them because of that, you know. Um, but I don't know, but I mean, they all they all profited <clears throat> off it, right? It's just they 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 all invested into into this album, and that's it, their, their tracks are never. Ever heard and and that's what's happening. Right. Who was it? Martin Sh Sh What's his name? Shapelli or something? Yeah, like that? The, yeah. the, the farmer bro. Yeah, yeah. the farmer. Yeah, the, the that's so guy. insane, man. I I and, and it's it's a legit Wu Tang album. It's not like one of these these solo like where nope. a few other guys got together. This is nope, all nope. these are all new verses, all everything, new beats, the whole nine. And it could be yours for only two million dollars. <laughs> it just recently sold though. I think I think Martin whatever his name is had to sell it. The farmer bro had to sell it. Yeah, when he got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. I don't know who I don't know who the owner is now, but yeah. was he? He's able to listen to it though. He was able to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that would be the first thing I do. If I spent two million dollars, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, he's the coolest DJ on the block with that. If, if that was vinyl, right? Oh, jeez. But no, they're they're a really interesting group. This is um, what I think the, the the crazy thing about it. I mean, we could talk a little bit about about how they came up, or no, not so much about how they came up, but the impact they had. Um, on it originally, but the thing is, like when when you're talking about like nine guys that could have li literally done it on their own and been stars on their own, and they all came together to do this thing, and and people forget that Jizza and and RZA had albums before Wu Tang came out, yeah. and they were they were signed to solo artists, and they both flopped. Like they tried to do like these early '90s hip hop like Kwame kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like more poppy shit, I guess is what the, the, the label, I think, I think Rizzo was trying to uh, sign a Tommy boy yeah, and it, 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 he didn't go by Rizzo. He was, he was, he was a uh, Prince, Prince Rakim was, you know, his name. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, that, that failed. And then he, they, he kind of went back and then they, they started just recording with him and, and Jizza and old dirty. And, and then they started recruiting all these, Amazing MCs from Staten Island, of all places. You know, it's such a <laughs> weird way to to come up. Um, 
And um, yeah, it was it was just incredible. I, I mean, and to me, like I think I've told this story before in one of the like the '90s hip hop one. Like, you know, when Wu Tang came out, it was all West Coast um, stuff. You know, it was like Dre had came out with Snoop um, and the Chronic, and then um, ironically, you know, all that G Funk. Shout out to G Funk. Um, that that's G a real person before you? No, the the sound, the G Funk sound. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's a real thing. Um, and, uh, you know, Warren G and all this West Coast music. And then New York had kind of fallen off a little bit, you know? And and to me, Wu-Tang was what brought me back to loving hip-hop again, you know? Um, and and when, you know, Protecting That came out, and you would hear that a little bit on, on, on like, uh, BT and stuff like that, on Rap City and stuff like that. But it wasn't until Cream came out. And then MTV picked it up. And was it was, no? Wasn't Protect Your Neck the first video on MTV? Yeah, yeah that, that, that it was, was right. Yeah, yeah okay. but it was. It wasn't. It, it wasn't like played all the time. You know what I mean? And it was. Yeah. You, you had to wait till like midnight. Yeah, I'm not gonna would, lie. It was a scary video. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these guys are insane. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, you would, you would, you would see Protect Your Neck a lot on 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 BET, you know, on on Rap City and stuff like that, you know. But um, but when uh, Cream came out. Right. And it was like, you know, the chorus of song and because Protect Your Neck doesn't even have a chorus. It's literally nine guys rapping for five minutes straight. And and so it wasn't um, that uh, radio friendly, I guess you can call it. So when, you know, and and, you know, Method Man is the shit, dude, that guy's that guy's incredible. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was really when Cream took off. And, and like I said, you, you never heard you haven't heard anything like that at all, man. You know, like right. that they were so groundbreaking. Yeah. And, they, Method Man was like the breakout from from yeah, yeah, early yeah, on, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. his album was the the one I remember owning, and it, I I wouldn't stop listening to that album. Well, it was yeah. He there was there was a um once all that stuff happened, there was a bidding war, to and, and man, that's another thing about RZA was a genius. So, you know, they 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 were signed to Loud Records, and in the contract, they were they they had an option where these guys can become basically free agents as as um as individual artists so like method man had was in def jam yeah um uh what's his name um jizzle was so no not sony uh geffen J- uh, uh jizzle was on geffen um old dirty stayed in loud so they, he was able to broker all these deals into different labels while being the group being signed aloud it was unheard of and there and method man had a huge um uh, bidding war and then you know def jam being def jam yeah. Got, ultimately got the and they, he was the first one to your point eric the first one to release their his own his own album take care yeah <laughs> but yeah I, there's they they define their own their own style you know their own their own nobody has ever replicated that sound nobody's ever sounded like them yeah uh i mean ghostface alone is responsible for more slang terms than any rapper in history even, uh, more, even more than E40. Even more not than more than E40. <laughs> even more than E40. There's there's a whole there's a whole list of slang terms that he's come up with. Uh, but you know, who's who else sounds like old dirty bastard? Nobody. Oh, yeah. And and that's to, to your point too. They were all very unique in their own style. Yeah. Like they all were different. Man, it was. Yeah, it's just, I don't think you'll ever see anything like that again. Like, I, I think the closest thing you got to that was uh, years, uh, you know, like 20 years later was like Odd Future was was pretty cool. And they were kind of like all different. They all had different sounds. They had a singer. They had Frank Ocean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you had Earl Sweatshirt. You had, you know, Tyler. 
and they all had different styles and they were they were again in the same vein as Wu-Tang where it's a collective that came together. That's probably the closest thing. Those and and, and even the, the ASAP guys, but those ASAP guys, they they a lot of them kind of sound the same a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, even lyrically they were all different. Just their voices were all different. You know, yeah. it, it's you know, I mean I would say my two favorite lyrically would be Raekwon and Ghostface. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Mine, is, mine is Ghost and Jizza. Yeah, the, and, you know, well, a, a Method Man would be a close third. Yeah, he's to me. Method Man's dope. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but it, it was, but he's not even the same Method Man when he's with Wu-Tang than when he's with Red Man or Solo. It's right. like a totally different artist. Like, those guys are able to jump around. So, like, if you... Um, God, I can't remember the name of the album. Um, it, uh, it's Jesus' album that he has uh, that song Pencil in it. Uh, let me look. So we up. have the internet. Yeah, we do have the <laughs> well, well, everyone, while Carlos looks that up, I do want to say, old dirty bastard, he's the type of guy that re he has. He, he reminds me of that friend that you have that you're always going to have a good time with. Smokes crack? No, 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 Until, not so crack. That, that you're always going to have a good time, but you're always nervous because you're like on a razor's edge. Until it's four in the morning and you want to go home, but he wants to keep partying? Or or <laughs> shit goes down. Shit. Like, Eric gets really crazy, man. Like, he just gives me that vibe. Like, great time to hang out, but you're like, man, I don't know what's going to happen with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the Jizz's Pro Tools album. Have you ever heard that? No, 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 I haven't heard it. So, I heard of it, but I never heard it. So, he has a song. So what, it's still in the works? Is that why he called it Pro Tools? Or No, no. That, that's, it is a finished uh, album? All right. Yeah. Thought so it was just a session. One of my favorite songs on that album is Zero Finance. A little tech humor there, guys. You missed it. Is <laughs> Zero Finance. The song's almost five, minute, five minutes long. He does not stop from the moment the song starts until the end. There's no chorus. It's just straight non-stop doesn't even breathe just keeps on keep on that so it's the talent that these guys have is incredible yeah you know, and 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 the diversity of their sound like you know how they sound in one song compared to another or when they do a solo album they're i mean only only odb could drop a song like brooklyn zoo and then do a song with uh uh what was the popular song name? jesus christ i'm getting old shimmy shimmy uh no the one that he was it with maya Oh, Praz? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ghetto Superstar. Ghetto Superstar. You know, he still sounds like ODB, but he could still be playful and then does Brooklyn Zoo and is aggressive as fuck. You know, <laughs> do, do you like the Dolly Parton and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Kenny Rogers version better? Wow. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> but, Dude, I don't know if people know. I mean, I'm sure people know, but Island, like Islands in the Stream is where they got that. Like, yeah, that interpolation, I guess, from or whatever. But this is well. Now that we brought up old dirty bastard, I, I mean, whole, I, I want interpolation. To, yeah, yeah, I think that's the word, right? Is it? Yeah, I've never like, heard it. If it is, it's a new song for. It's a new word for me. I don't look know. it up. I might. I might feel Gilbert's, Gilbert's the new. Uh, Gilbert's the new ghost. <laughs> ghost. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slang. It's slang for for something. For the insertion of something of a different nature into something. You See? are a madman, Gilbert. Thank you. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. That was awesome. That's some Rain Man shit right there. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. 
diversify <laughs> your words, Gilbert. Bong, bong. Yeah, man. Um, but but um, I was I was I was saying about about uh, it's funny though that I I don't know if you saw the documentary though that was I think it was on Showtime of the Wu Tang that that when they they would you know um, Jizza and and Rizza would write uh, Dirty's um, lyrics and then. They would he would have to show him how to rap it in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this dude was out of control. But I mean, he hasn't, you know, he definitely brought his own flavor to it. But, but, um, but yeah, he was he was just more of a showman than anything else, you know. Well, that's the thing is how how do you how do you write rhymes for a guy that's cadences all over the place? Oh my god, bro! You know, but but he, I mean, he had his own like he had his own stardom. Yeah, you know. But so this is this is a. Uh, I don't know how much research you did, Eric. If you did any, um, no, no. This is this is an education for me, Carlos. So this is I. This is a story of ODB that I thought you'd appreciate, uh, and I'm going to read it as I found it in the article. I mean, it's a it's a famous story, but I wanted to read it to give it the best narration, so you so you can get it. So old dirty bastard was Wu Tang's wild card. He was the most unpredictable and one of the most entertaining members for sure. After escaping a drug rehab facility back in 2000, he was officially a fugitive from the law. You'd think a fugitive would lay low, but that wasn't dirty. Instead, he made a surprise appearance at a Wu-Tang concert and performed a verse of Shimmy Shimmy Yaw and left before he can get arrested. He was caught after a month on the run while signing autographs in McDonald's in North Philadelphia. <laughs> when the law arrived, ODB mistook them for fans until they drew their guns. ODB fled the facility, but was stopped while trying to start his vehicle. After presenting a fake ID, he admitted his real <laughs> identity and was arrested. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boy, that, there's, that, there's that MTV News, um, uh, like, you know... Uh, yes special that was what it's not a special whatever you know it's a segment i guess you can say that is forever an infamy and it's it's um he had had just signed his record deal and he's uh kurt i don't know if it was kurt loader or, or what was the other girl the the redhead uh samantha was it uh soren uh anyway her it was one of the two tabitha soren tabitha soren jumping in a limo to go cash his welfare check <laughs> I, I mean, remember that. on TV, <laughs> on TV, yeah, <laughs> yo, like that's so gangster, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love ODB. God, man. Yeah, but you know that they and they have so many crazy stories. Uh, Was he from Staten Island too? They all were. No, I think he's no. I think uh, uh, ODB's from Brooklyn. I, I want to say, yeah, that's yeah, why he was on another level. Yeah, he was. He's from Brooklyn. Let's see. Oh, I think man. I think you're right. I think you're right, Gilbert. But well, uh, interpolation, interpolation, man. Never heard it used like that before. That was amazing. That's what I'm here for, man. I drop knowledge. <laughs> Eric segment, bro. No, no, I know. I wouldn't do that. No, dude. No, he was. Knowledge well, is everywhere. He's from Fort Greene. So yeah, that, where's uh, that? That's in Brooklyn. Okay. But um, yeah, dude. They, I mean, who? What a cast of characters. I mean, what was the this is this is how far they've gone as as far as uh, you know e even current culture uh, when they released that uh, what was that series that you liked Gilbert on I mean not Gilbert Eric on Netflix uh, Get Down Dawson's Creek 
<laughs> By the way, it's on Netflix now. I don't want to wait. And boom, well, minus that song. <laughs> um, yeah, the get down. The get, so when they introduce, uh, what was that kid? Uh, Shaolin. Oh, right. The the kid that went uh, Spider-Man. The, yeah, the whatever, the one that, that break dances. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, that's a straight tribute to, to Wu-Tang. You know, and it was. I didn't know. I, I never put that together. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's they've they've made it to modern culture, pop culture. Uh, you know, they're still relevant, and they don't even have to put out music. You but know? just just think about that that W. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's such an iconic thing, and it, it's crazy. So mathematics, uh, which is uh, he's a producer, and he's also uh, uh, Method Man's DJ. Um, was the one that came up with that logo, and he's he's instead of taking royalties on it, he just bought it. For, I think he, I think he sold it for like seven hundred fifty bucks or some shit like that. Yeah, bro. I think about that W. What it means today, bro. It is crazy, man. Is I, I actually got to meet. He's real super cool. So um, I don't know for the for the Bodega family. They, I don't know if they know that, but I actually got to open up for uh, Method Man and Red Man last year, um, and that was Eric didn't know that. What you didn't know that? I know. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I got to open them up, uh, open up for them uh, uh, last year, and it, I mean, obviously, you know, what a crazy experience that was. And um, so I got to, uh, I got to meet uh, mathematics and all these guys, and um, super cool guys. Um, and uh, he, it, on his own, a really dope producer, and he's actually done the bulk of the producing in the late years of Wu Tang Clan. So, um, and he's a, and he's a dope DJ as well. So, uh, but yeah, man, got to open up. How's that job? I know this I, man. I forget things, you know. I know you've done a lot of stuff, but I, I, I didn't even. Wow, they, they, awesome, Gilbert. They, they were, but yeah, they, it's, they were all geniuses in their own right. They, they, like, you know, you had um, even even the way. So they did the the, you know, they got their name from Shaolin versus Wu Tang, right? So they actually, if you listen to the album, the way it plays out, it's actually split up into Shaolin. And Wu Tang. So if you listen to the clips of the songs, it, they actually split up the album, so half and half could be Shaolin and the other one Wu Tang. Like that, I mean, there's some deep thought into a lot of the shit that they say. Well, the, you just listen to the RZA in interviews and how you know he has like the Tao of the RZA or the Tao of Wu Tang. Like you know, the guy's a hip hop philosopher, you know, and and. They they develop a lot of you know. He has to daily daily meditate with Rissa. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually want to hear, if you want to hear a cool episode of Rogan, listen to the one that he's on. That, that that's a really cool episode. Um, did you know, Eric, that Wu Tang is responsible for two very common slang terms? No. So actually, I'll say three. So the term boo for my boo, my girlfriend, is a Wu-Tang slang term. Really? Really? Wow. It's, it, it's not that song. Um, no, my boo? no he's going to go go <laughs> on DJs. No. Yeah. No. Was it, that, was, that, no. Was, that wasn't before Wu-Tang? No, Wu-Tang came out before. No, no, Wu-Tang was way before that. Yeah. Okay. And grill for your mouth. No way. Wu-Tang. And of course, cream. For the term used for money, money, yeah, boo. But, 
There you go. That's some little knowledge. That was my head exploding right now. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. But yeah, no, they they're 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 an impressive group, man. I mean, they as individuals, as a group, um, you know, there's there's like Gilbert said, it'll be a long time before if if any, there'll be another beer group like them. You guys made an attempt to go see them live once, right? Like, oh, oh god, you didn't get you oh. didn't get to see anything, or because that's got to be interesting to watch these guys live on stage, like if, if they're coming out all as Wu Tang. Well, I, I I got to see them years later, but yeah, that that was such a fucked up night, God, man. Um, yeah, it was like when they were it was on the on the the joint tour with um with right. Rage Against the Machine, right? And um, <clears throat> there was an accident, I guess, on on the way. It was like a tanker that blew up or something like that on I ninety five, something crazy, yeah. and it delayed us getting there. And we got there as Rage was starting, and then uh, everybody was so pissed off. We didn't even stay to see Rage, but now I regret like crazy because now uh, I was pissed because we didn't get to see Rage. Yeah, yeah, Carlos was the most mad, but um. So those, um, that has to be like two of the biggest regrets, see, not the, being able to see Wu Tang, and then and then and the then making it worse by not seeing. Is, is there any other band you could regret more than not? Yeah, you know, that you haven't seen. Yeah, Favor. Yeah. <laughs> Working at Favor was my biggest regret. <laughs> you did look good in a tie, though, Gilbert. Thanks, man. <laughs> is that what you um, said? I didn't hear you said working at Favor. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so so you did get to see them on stage, and how how you know? Don't, oh, it was incredible. They, they wouldn't try to outdo one another. You know, no, 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 no. They those guys the have stage, like, no problem. Yeah, those guys have like impeccable timing with you know with each other and stuff like that. But no, it was it was incredible. It was on the uh, <clears throat> uh, not rock the mic. What was the uh, the the show down here? It came. Um, uh, I can't remember the name, but anyway, I, I that um, uh, AJ was part of that promoting, and and uh, uh, it was one year. It was we saw Wu Tang, um, Blacks. I mean, it was incredible. They always had crazy lineups. They lost Soul. Uh, another year, I saw Met the Man and Red Man um, perform there as well. Nas, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember this. That's not Rock the Mic. But some, something similar to that. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't it for Rock the Mic. No, Rock the Mic was like the the other one, but. Um, it was something, something, something in the in that vein. Yeah, and then you know these guys storied career, and then uh, you know uh, 2004 uh, when uh, when ODB passed away. Uh, Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. You know, and and it was, dude. It was a. It's they've. I mean, no wonder they have. You know, I think what is it on Showtime where they have their their series? Hulu, isn't it? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched that yet. You 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 said it was pretty good, right? It's it's like the them coming up. Yeah, it's, it's, them it's, as young. It, it's a it's a scripted drama, right? It's not a documentary. Yeah, it's like, right. It's, script, it's scripted, yeah, it's actors. But yeah, I mean they've 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 had a storied career. They've had uh, you know, like I said, they're still relevant. And you know, when was when was it that when uh, Thirty Six Chambers came out? What in nineteen ninety two? Like nineteen ninety two? Yeah. How crazy is that? You know, like that, and they're still they're still relevant in modern culture. Um, you know, there's, you know, look, think think about, especially in hip hop. 
there's very few people that have that type of longevity. You know, there's a handful, you know, and they're all legendary in their own right. Yeah, but Nas, Nas, Jay Z, Nas, Jay Z, Will Smith, <laughs> Will Smith, yeah, a, you know, Tribe Called Quest, still relevant, you know, uh, but it, it's there's there's very few that last that long, and uh, and the difference is those a lot of those guys still pull out music. These guys really haven't had to, you know, they they cemented their legacy and 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 hip hop history and. There they are, you know. They're they're still they're still around. Um, want another little little story, Eric? Yes, I, I want I want Wu Tang facts. So Capadonna was airbrushed from the Iron Flag album artwork due to tension that rose within the group when it was revealed that Capadonna's manager was or had been a police informant. A revelation that also brought the manager's subsequent firing. How crazy is that? Gilbert's nodding his head like he knew this. No, I didn't actually. This is yeah. news. <laughs> He's like, oh man. But I can I, I can see why though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snitches get stitches. Um, I was actually, and it's funny as many times as as I've heard "Ready to Die" and and you know as much of a Biggie fan as I was, I never realized that Method Man was the only featured rapper on that album. Yeah, because he had what uh, um, R and B people on there. Yeah. Like he had, uh, he had what's his name? Um, well, he didn't have R. Kelly. He sampled R. Kelly. No, I was thinking more Faith for you know one more chance remix and all that stuff. Yeah, and then but but Method Man was and what's funny was the friendship that they had despite the beef that Ghostface and I forget who else had beef with them too. It's no, it's Ghost and Ray because they they went at Biggie on on the on the purple tape. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, but they they still got along with each other. They they it got. It did get pretty. No, it was fine. It was okay. Method it was man. just like, hey man, why are you doing this? Like, method man kept the peace. Like it, they, it, in an article that I was reading, it was, it almost went to a head, and method man calmed them down. And, yeah, and it had to, it had to do a little bit with Nas too, I think, right? Because I think yeah. at the time, like Biggie was like Nas was big, but then Biggie was calling himself the King of New York, which yeah. he is and was. But um, this but yeah, I think so- it had to be a little bit something to do with that too. My, like my favorite song from Inspector Deck, and it's weird because it sounds different than what Wu Tang is. It's um that N word, um by Inspector Deck, and it sounds like a Nas song. It has really? that vibe, yeah. So you know, it's it, on, on that album. I think they Nas is it also contributes to another. Um, sorry, whatever. He's he's on that album. I don't mean not whatever, but. It's just different from that Wu Tang sound, and it was what you're talking about. Oh, they had beef, but then you know they're sharing similar styles too. Yeah, it's funny too because um, when everything happened with with Biggie, and, I mean, not to get off off the Wu Tang subject, but when everything was happening with Biggie and Pac, Snoop was still friends with Biggie at, and Puffy, and when all that stuff was happening, so that was like the a point of contention with with Snoop and and uh, and Pac were like you know to the day he died, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was it was it was cool to see that how pe- how people still had Biggie's back no matter what you know. Yeah, well, but I mean, he was respected even before he became right, he's the big the, the goat man. The goat. The goat. But this is this was another thing I found interesting that till this day, uh, the Niel- Nielsen Sound Scan report still has to classify. They've sold eight point three million copies. 
of 36 chambers worldwide. Yeah. So they're still listed because they still sell that album. And it was pretty crazy. Eight Diagrams, is that their last album together? Is that what it was? Is, is that what it was called? The, the last album? Yeah, that they yeah did the that? one where they finally said, Capadonna, you're in. So but, oh, I'm sorry. No, the, the one that sold for two million is that a, their official like last album together? No, they had an album after that. I forgot the name. Okay. Of it, oh, so they've done other stuff beyond that. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's just, that's just you got to wait a little bit before that album just, comes out. <laughs> just you know, just twenty one oh three or invest. Yeah. And then what was cool was, um, and Eric and I we we talked about it earlier that I if. If I'm not mistaken, in the in our second episode when we did, when Gilbert did his first hip hop mix, that you actually added the the Wendy Renee sample of After Laughter, that they used a sample in Tears, which is one of the coolest samples in a song, and the way they sampled songs was cool because it wasn't like, you know, I, I hate to throw any shade, but like anything that came out of Bad Boy Records. It was they were really unique in how they used their samples. Yeah, they use they use soul soul records instead of like you know, uh, just like you know, like Bad Boy is known for using disco records and shit yeah. like that. You know, but but still, but, but still using the original quality of that recording, so it sounds as gritty as their sound. Yeah, I mean, well, it was like part part of I think the if I can't remember the 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 AR, it's. I forget. It's the sample. The sampler that Rizzo uses too. I can't now. I'm drawing a blank, but it it it, it kind of creates that that kind of sound, and it makes it grittier. Like it was funny. Like when Wu Tang came out and Rizzo, um, all these started doing all these beats. Producers were flocking to get that same uh, sampler so they could sound like the, so they could sound like the Rizzo, you know. Um, and um, you know, same like it's not the like the SP twelve hundred, which is like what um, Pete Rock used and Large Pro used, and the, and again, like you know, people were flocking to get that because they want to get that sound, you know. So it really depended on on the equipment you had. But the crazy thing about about RZA is like musically, it, it, it nothing was uh, in uh, it, I guess like theory like music theory wise it wasn't thing like he chopped up samples and it wasn't like in a in a in like a four a format that kind of fit music it, wasn't, it wasn't fluid it was right, right. i mean it's still it, what it, you know so i mean he you know I'm, I'm sure now but at the beginning he didn't have any knowledge of music theory so he would just you know chop samples up and then put some shit behind it that just sounded good but doesn't necessarily mean like it was in in tune or in or yeah or in the right <laughs> in the right uh thing so and look what it did Right, but I mean, it's some, kind of like what I, I think T painted with the auto tune. You know, back in the '90s, it's an equivalent, or maybe a Timbaland style with the beat and music, right? No, because Timbaland was everything is 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 Timbaland knows music. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Eric's just throwing shit to see. <laughs> I, I wanted to see how you would connect it, man. <laughs> no, I, I, you lost me. You lost me. Yeah. Was, 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 was T painting the, the auto tune guy? But you lost me more at T Pain than with Timbaland. That's the <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, the uh, bigger the bigger point that is that that like like I said like Rizzo didn't Rizzo didn't know anything about is it is the song in the right key or anything like that. He just 
listen to it and I'm like, okay, this this sounds good to me. This is about I'm right. Play that. Yeah, I enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not like he's not he's not like, oh, I need to play the the, the bass in C major because the song's yeah. in this key or nothing like nothing like that. It was just <laughs> like he didn't know music. He didn't. Yeah, know. I'm I'm just playing some shit and it kind of sounds good. All right, we're good. You know, nothing like T Pain. <laughs> you, you, I, I, you threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the goth episode all over again. We're doing, uh, oh but no, dude. It, it, it's but you know, kind of tying into what Eric mentioned about uh, Lenny. About <laughs> what he mentioned about Lenny Kravitz a couple of episodes ago. Had he known music. We would have never had that sound. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And again, nobody replicates it. And you steal it, you know, hey, that's not you. That belongs to you know the, the boys from Staten Island. Yeah. But what's funny too, uh, um, you talk about the producers and, and stuff like that, not really knowing music and stuff like that. Um, um, what's his name? Um, Havoc from Mob Deep was the same way where. Yeah. Where shit, nothing was in key. It was just like, again, I like this sample. I'm going to put some bass lines over it or whatever. You know what I mean? Some keys over it, but not, not so much that it's on the in the right notes or whatever. It's just to me, this kind of sounds good. All right, we'll put it up. Yeah, but you know what the difference is? Was lyrically, they would carry a song, you know, like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, so like the beat could have been whatever, just because you're so mesmerized by, you know, by their talent lyrically. Where Wu Tang, everybody sounds different, you know. Half the time, the shit that they're saying nobody understands because it's their own verbiage, you know. It's all shit that they created. You know, you're like, what? You know, until you get deep into several Wu Tang albums that you understand all oh, this. This means that, you know, like that's the slang that they're using because, you know, going back to Ghostface, there's things that he says that you're like, I have no idea what that means, but it's 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 them. But well, it's it's funny. I always I always think about like um, uh, you know, ooh, ooh. no, but um, um, even like the uh, Wu Tang talking about you know the nation of Islam and five percent and five percenters and stuff like that, like them and Brand Nubian, and you know he he had white kids in Iowa talking about the nation of Islam, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's like like they, they were just. And it's funny that you bring that up because I I thought do I bring that up or I don't, but it's yeah. They had all these, and it's they had people mixing religions and philosophies, you know, because yeah, he was all about the the you know the the nation of Islam, but then still talking about Chinese culture, and you know mixing up you know and Buddhism, and you're like, well, so what does this guy believe in? They're all over the place. Yeah, that that's you know he's a thinker, man. Like Riz is a Riz is a deep dude. You know, there's there's a lot of shit. Like I said, if, if if you don't, if you have the opportunity to listen to to uh, his episode on Rogan, he, he's very he's a very impressive guy to listen to. Where his head's homework. Home, I'm not giving out homework. You just no, you gave me homework. I want no, I want. I'm yeah. I'm interested. I, I just found out he's my favorite. He's your favorite Wu-Tang right? member. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta look him up. Yeah. After after the T Pain episode. Oh, I'm still, I'm still reading a little bit from this T Pain thing, to be honest with you guys. I, I just don't know how you went from Wu Tang to T Pain to Timberland. Well, he was talking about that 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 sampler that everybody wanted to get, you know, and T Pain brought out the autotune. It's an ASR10, by the way, the sampler I looked at. SR10, ASR10, ASR10, T Pain. 
T-Pain, though, man. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Eric dropping awesome. the Wu-Tang episode. <laughs> but, so now we'll go through little personal experiences uh, with Wu-Tang. I, you know, there was a song that I couldn't go without putting here just because, you know, Eric, you know, Eric mentions that he wasn't as deep into Wu-Tang, but there was a song that we heard constantly. And Eric and I, we were so drawn to this song. We, I mean, we must have played this hundreds of times, which was on the Takao album, which was Sandman. And it's, you know, it's gritty, it's dark, it has a weird, ominous, you know, sound in the background. But, you know, just before you got on, Eric, or I mean, Gilbert, or was it when we were talking on the phone, how it reminds me of, we would always sit in Eric's uh, little red pickup, and it would—I'll never forget. It's—it was, you know, we were having a good time. It was a little cloudy in Eric's truck, uh, and we're listening to it. And it's hopefully Helen. Hopefully Helen doesn't listen to this part. No. That's all right. I don't. <laughs> I, I, remember, I'm not a smoker. Yeah. So this was—it uh, was Eric. Melvin was in the middle. And I was sitting on, uh, you know, our voice of reason. <laughs> and then so we like Melvin, you got to hear this. We played dead silence in the car, and then Melvin just turns to us and goes, "Bro." <laughs> and Eric, I don't, I don't know. If, <laughs> it's like you gotta. It's, it's Melvin. And, yeah. And, and if I, bro, bro. Uh, bro. And that I think we heard it probably like three times after that. <laughs> but it, it, it's really, it's, I never get tired of listening to that song. It was the Taka album. I think I've played it as much as uh, I played uh, Ice Cube's Predator. And, and, you know, Eric knows I used to listen to that album all the time. But Takao I listened to constantly. Um, there, it was actually when I was in military school. I think it was I was in seventh grade when the album came out. The person that introduced it to me was a girl named Cindy from Staten Island that I met in Miami. I was visiting my mom one summer, and during the summer I'd go to this military school. And uh, Cindy was actually the only person in the classroom that was taller than me. So most of you guys that listen to the Bodega, you know, don't know what I look like. But she's seven feet tall. But I'm a pretty tall guy. <laughs> Jesus. She Christ. was enormous. But you know, thick Staten Island accent, because it's different than the rest of New York. <laughs> but she was I, we were talking about, I don't know how we were ended up talking about hip hop, but she we did a gift exchange in uh it, like we did like a they did like a summer Christmas thing. And that was her. She made sure to get me, and she gave me thirty-six chambers in cassette form. And nice. That's that's how I ended up listening to Wu Tang for the first time, and the, I'll never forget that because I couldn't stop listening to that album. But I, I wouldn't. I would always. My favorite song at that time was uh, "Protect Your Neck," and I would play that over and over again. And then I would always fast forward over the guy in the intro. The oh yeah, Wu Tang again and again. But, oh yeah, oh yeah, but it, it's. I will always be thankful for Cindy. I don't remember much in my childhood, but I'll never forget that day. That's that's how influential Wu Tang was. 
I mean, Gilbert, we had, didn't we, we, you know, in our group of friends, we decided to all name each other after different members of Wu-Tang. Yeah, I was Ghostface. And since I was the youngest one, I was Capadonna. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, Pico was Old Dirty Bastard, fitting. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, since, since Mike was the buff one, he was you, God. No, Mike was because his nickname, Pope, so... <laughs> who, who was he? I'm sorry. Golden his nickname, up. yeah, his nickname was you know we used to call him Mike Pope in high school. So you got, okay. of course. <laughs> but, then, but then it fit because he was also muscular, so golden arms. Yeah. And then uh, Gio was Method Man because she had a raspy voice. Uh, <laughs> who else was in it? Who else uh, was it? It was Marcel. Was what they were risen just like him and Alex because they both had a big nose, right? It, some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Looking back on it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it made sense. (laughs) Old Dirty Bastard reminds me of like the rave days. The first time I ever heard Shimmy Shimmy Yaw is the one that's Oh Baby I Like It Raw, right? Yeah. It was was when I went to visit you guys up in Gainesville. And we were on the second floor, I guess the patio. It was a Simons or 382 or something like that? Simons, yeah. Simons. Simons. And 382. It, am I saying that? Was it, are they both two thirty eight? Two thirty eight. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and and I had done something the night before, so my friends convinced me that in order to you know be okay again, I have to do twice the amount yes, this day. Double it up. <laughs> and I had lost my mind that night, and I'm sitting out in the patio. It must have been like sixty degrees or colder. That was colder. And that song came on, and I'm in a ball, and I just hear that song, and I'm like, what is this? Because, well, maybe I like it wrong. And it was just, it stuck in my head. Like, that song, was that's that, what that song will always be to me. Was that the, and, same, was that the same weekend where you jumped up from the couch and asked us if we saw you? Did you see that? <laughs> did <laughs> you see you, that? You convinced you took yourself apart and put yourself back together again? Pretty much. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> That weekend was crazy. That was, was insane, dude. It was Gilbert, so much fun. Gilbert every weekend in games was crazy. <laughs> but, but but Nick Nick was throwing out of throwing up. Oh out of my, my god! Well, we 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 I, I missed that. I think I was with you. We missed that. Yeah. We come back and Nick is passed out with his head on a toilet, yeah. and we're like, "What oh, happened?" No, no, it's I'll never forget because I walked in there with Rudy, and Nick's mouth was on the rim of the bowl <laughs> like um, <laughs> it <was> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that all all hell all hell broke. It was just it was nuts. Alex it came crawling back through the door because he was visually seeing something. He he freaked the fuck out, dude. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I was convinced that pizza had no soul. Yeah, it's hollow. <laughs> it was just it was so much fun, but that song stuck stuck don't, for me like to this try. day it, no. it, whenever i hear that song i think back to this moment i had this girl that she was dancing for me like just for me not not because she wanted to dance but oh my god look i have my own personal dancer this is how my mind was working at the time and she's dancing to this song and i'm just like oh this is the greatest song i've ever heard <laughs> eric eric first was of that all. before or or after you saw a guy shoot fireballs no, no, that was that was another. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was at the edge. <laughs> that was, that was and, another and experience. Eric, let's be clear: don't ever disrespect Five Star Pizza like that again. I, I'm sorry; it just had no soul, man. It was hollow. I was, was trying. And then, no, that was. I, I won't forget that either because not only was the pizza hollow, but 
somebody opened the bottle of Sprite and oh. Eric, and you wouldn't stop hearing the the right when it opened. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> uh, oh boy, that was those are interesting times. Wu Tang. But, but that's that's another story for another episode. I'm glad I didn't go to school up there. I don't think I would have made it, man. No, just I'm at, I'm yeah, I don't know how you guys did it. I, you guys are imagine props imagine, for that. Props for going back, <laughs> go, going up there, and coming back sane. Imagine if <laughs> who said that? <laughs> imagine, imagine if Eric would have lived with you, me, and uh, you, me, and Amy. Oh God, no. that would have been bad, bro. That it was bad. bad. It was bad just yeah. us three. Yeah, that this bad. is how stupid we are. We, out there, there was a mini series that came out that was based on Gotti, <laughs> and Eric. For a whole week, we were talking like mobsters and like leaving death threats at our doors. And well, you're, you were Gilbenzo, AJ was Angelino. The, that, like, that's we were we, like the whole day. Did we're... you talk like covering your mouth? No, no, so nobody sees what you're saying. No, we, we you know, we, we talk like this. Hey, forget uh. you know, like we were no, the, the de- leaving death threats were, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I, I woke I woke up one morning with with a note saying I know what you did last summer and a knife stuck into it. On, <laughs> I don't think we got a deposit back on that house. But. No. <laughs> By the way, you're welcome. You're welcome. That was me. <laughs> Hell no, man. I just I remember that weekend too. It, oh my god, your apartment was so gross. Yeah, you had a poster, and it, it was it was grease, but it looked like shit. That was, the that, was, that just, was the point. It was an art yeah, piece. I, yeah, I, I get it. It was still fucking. <laughs> it was like in my kitchen. It was uh, yeah. It was the uh, Operation Dumbo Drop, right? Yeah. And, it was and like, then and then I, it was like three three guys to a room. And no, it was just, I, I had my own room. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. my god. So I so the the, the the originally was supposed to be just me, Angel. I mean me, um, Angel. Uh, no, AJ. Angel. No. But uh, no, I have to I have to clarify because people in Broward know AJ, AJ is Angel, so I'm always confused and fucking everything up. But no, it was supposed to be me, Alex, and and Lewis, and then they had the master bedroom with Shout two out beds. the turtle. By the way, first how did Lewis live with you guys? First turtle reference. Oh my the god! Nah, he used to stay with his girlfriend's house all the time. Oh yeah, I can imagine, man. There's no way. No, Lewis bro, we, could... would do, we would do so much dumb <laughs> shit. Like we would set traps for Lewis when he would come. <laughs> We would we would like try to set these elaborate traps and then and then he would just walk into it and everything would be fucked up. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Yeah, that that it was four of us in the two bedroom apartment with one bathroom. So imagine that. Yeah, yeah it was no one clean. Dishes were stacked high. Oh man, you couldn't it find was, a single clean plate. It was it was literally our first time, you know, living on our own. <laughs> it was like fucking Lord of the Flies, bro. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Oh, and, and then, and then the, what, what made it more fucked up was that then, so AJ had a rabbit. <laughs> that thing was shit all over the place. And then as soon as we, uh, like, uh, I think a, a week into us or my, about a month into us moving out, both uh, AJ and Lewis got dogs. Like, if we don't need more shit. Two like, bedroom house, four guys, a rabbit and two dogs. Yep. Wow. Yeah, your, was, your neighbors must have loved you, man. At least, look, I, I, see, but 
our house because you think it's a college town, but no, man. There's people trying to live their lives there too. It's survival, bro. What was it called? Brandywine <laughs> or something? Yeah, Brandywine. Brandywine. I drove by when I, when when we went to take my brother-in-law to Gainesville. I drove. I I, I was like. I think Nikki was already pissed off because I was like, oh, I was like, no, I got to drive by here and see Brandywine. Or I got to drive by here. And like, she's like, enough already. I'm like, no, this is me reminiscing. You know, this is a lot of magic happened in Gainesville. Yeah. We made it. We made it out alive. <laughs> yeah, man, there's no, props there's to so you guys. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, it's, and sometimes I kind of, you know, like I start telling people stories about Gainesville and I hold myself back because I realize. A lot of people didn't have the experiences that we have. Like, oh. I hear people tell us, oh, my God, we had such a crazy night. I'm like, oh, you don't know crazy nights. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know crazy nights. You, you ever woke up to a goat? We have. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's, there's Gainesville. That's Jesus Christ. That's traumatizing. <laughs> re- honestly, really think about the sh- all the stupid shit we did in Gainesville and try to tell somebody those stories and them not look at you like you're a crazy person. Yeah. Like at and least, and then the whole time you're walking around calling each other by your Wu Tang names. No, that was later. Oh boy, that was yeah. in Miami. That oh, was? was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the see, we our, our our house, our house in Gainesville wasn't that bad. Outside, it looked like it would be a disaster inside. I mean, so we didn't have a curtain in our front and in, in our in our living room window, but we had an amazing collection of empty pizza boxes that worked as our as our as our uh, curtain i mean yes. from the like, floor it's about six feet high about like maybe 50 boxes why <laughs> it was pretty impressive it you know was, you know you know what sucker got stuck having to fucking throw all the shit away you this guy yeah yeah but you know what you also weren't the remote control for the house i was <laughs> Because I was the only one that would smoke cigarettes, so I I would have to sit next to the door, so the cigarette smoke wouldn't fill the house. So which meant I was closest to the TV, so I would have to change the channel of the TV. And was this a knob TV? No, we didn't know where the control was, or the batteries ran out. So universal controller. I don't think they had those back then. No, they didn't have those back then. I'm pretty sure they did. Nah, I don't know, dude. Look, yeah, we, yeah, we did. Yeah, no, you know, you're I'm right. Pretty sure they did. You, you're, you're right. They did have it. It was, it was named Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 it's we we didn't invest our money properly. Like Gilbert was the only one with a two way pager. Him and Jay Z, like back then, like you live with a bunch of broke college kids. Why do you have a two way pager? You can't communicate with anybody. Just in case Jay Z needed to hit me up. <laughs> It was a direct line. It was like his red phone. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that, shit. Well, any for... money you went went to pretty much beer. Pretty much, right? Beer and oh food. Five star. Oh, yeah. I just, five star. I just, don't, I just don't know how we survived. Like, I, you know, I was DJing at the time. I wasn't making much money. Like, you know, 150 bucks a night or something I was like that. a bouncer that got paid in singles at the end of every night. Well, what you do on your own time, that's... that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I lost, I lost 20 pounds eating... Pork rinds with hot sauce. I and then every Wednesday, Gio and I would go get ninety-nine cent blizzards. Uh, we never paid for soda, thanks to Gilbert's uh, crime ring that he had in game. <laughs> you had a system, in, international soda crime ring. Yeah, <laughs> courtesy of Fina gas station. <laughs> oh God! Well, we completely. There's a Cuban wave of of crime. 
up in Gainesville. Oh my god. Oh boy. But that's the thing is though, like we ran like our and you were the lone Puerto Rican. So, no. <laughs> oh, there was there was there was others. I don't know. Like who was it? Was there another Puerto Rican? Okay, so. AJ okay, AJ's half Puerto Rican. Yeah, half of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyle looks like he's Puerto Rican. Kyle looks more Dominican. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, fucking Gainesville. Not related to Wu Tang at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we have derailed. We got derailed. <laughs> yeah. So, Eric, I, I hope I hope you have uh, addition or you gain some additional Wu Tang knowledge. Thank you very much. Yeah, dude, that's that's what we're here for. Uh, I'm gonna deep dive into RZA now too. Oh, wait, oh, I I wanted to add one more thing, and hopefully this segues into. Out of these other guys, who do you recommend too? Like oh. just that I I, I Ghostface Kill I'm familiar with uh, most of the early. A lot of these songs too were from the earlier ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I, the early albums. I, you know what, what? Out of all of them, my favorite intro from all the songs is Triumph. I love the intro of that song. The, the ooh, opening? The, I bomb atomically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, they, 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 in documentary, they, they talk about that, how, how Inspector that came out and, and, and Jizza, who was like known as the lyrical guy of the thing, was like, I don't know how I'm going to. Come up, keep up with that. <laughs> Socrates philosophies and high I mean, yeah, Deck completely it, kills that song. That's like, expected. Deck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, that was yeah. You just start off a song like that, and you're like, oh wait, and then there's eight other guys that have to come up with something like to follow. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's I. We could have cheated. We could have said, you know, this is a, a, a tribute to you know the anniversary or the for the anniversary of 36 Chambers and just said. Hey, listen to Thirty Six Chambers, but I wanted to include all of them in their own thing, and and you know Wu Tang as a whole, and then these guys separately. Uh, but and I like know. that you kept it, you know, the stuff that impacted you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like music affects me the same way as it did when I was younger. No, of course like not. no, I'm it's never twenties. You know, I don't. I haven't heard. There's maybe a few songs here that. You know, have left an impact, but not when I was in 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 my my teens and and early twenties. Yeah. You know, so like when I saw this playlist, I was like, yeah, this this was that time. Yeah. You know, no, and and it, it's cool. Like so, like there's songs here that cater to my aggression. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, I go from bring the ruckus, bring the ruckus, no, release your Delph, dude. That yeah, song that was- is aggressive. You know, like just check it. I'm the fucking man. Who's the method? And then he just goes fucking crazy. And then um, Brooklyn Zoo's aggressive as fuck. You know, actually, Eric, if you want to watch a fun video, have you ever seen the Daytona 500 video? I have not, sir. It's 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 all Speed Racer. Yeah, Speed Racer. Oh no way! Yeah, 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 that yeah. Out. yeah. Cool. But uh, but yeah, like actually, I thought the odd one in this list was Slang Editorial from Capadonna, but I guess that would be his most popular song. I guess out of like his his all his releases, mm-hmm. and then and then, but I also wanted to show the contrast between like how Ghostface is how versatile he is. You go from Daytona 500 to Shershezla Ghost, like it's two totally different sounds of of Ghostface. But if uh, but now you have to go listen to this Protect Your Neck since you heard the wrong Protect. For real your neck. man, because yeah. this Protect Your Neck is more of a party song. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then the other protect your neck, you just want to, you know, you just want to. Mm. The yeah, jump so off fun. is the party one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's protect your neck, the jump off. Um, and then, of course, you know, I wanted to pay a tribute to ODB with uh, his, uh, actually watch the video of when he did that. That was actually pretty funny. It was at the VMAs, right? That he got on uh, No, it was the Grammys. The Grammys. <laughs> yeah, he got on stage and, you know. The best part is like, I paid a lot for this suit. This yeah, is I paid a lot for this suit, yeah. <laughs> God, you got to love that guy. What a character, man. Yeah, dude. But uh, Eric, drop some knowledge, son. Beyonce once beat Kanye West at Connect Four four times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I I kept it in line with with the show today. I, I the Wu Tang uh, tribute. You know they did sample a lot of great movies, um, Lone Wolf and Cub series. You know, choose the sword, choose the ball. But the Thirty Six Chamber, which is what they're named after, and I just wanted some random facts. Um, the actor is Gordon Liu. He doesn't get a, the credit that a, like a Bruce Lee or a Jackie Ch- Chang did. And he was the star of the 36 Chambers um, of Shaolin and the, the subsequent movies. You know, he later became famous for, for two roles in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill films. Um, he played Johnny Moe, the leader of the Crazy 88 Yakuza gang. And then he was also the Kung Fu master Pai Mei in volume two, who taught a... Uh, who taught uh, who, what's her name? Uma Thurman, Thurman. how to fight, and also the RZA produced the soundtrack. Yeah, and he later got to work with the RZA as Abbott in in the film The Man with the Iron Fist, which That's I right. thought that was kind of cool. Right. Um, but I just I just always loved that that movie, and I wanted to give a shout out to to Gordon Liu and the Thirty Six Chambers, um, also known as the Master Killer. So. That's it's a little interesting. Yeah. It's you know, um, this guy was so tough. Like in 2011, he suffered a massive stroke that left him half paralyzed, and and in an attempt to keep with his on-screen pers- tough guy persona, he initially refused treatment. You know, later eventually, he, yeah. So if if you know when you hear these songs, man, a lot of these samples come you know from those old kung fu. These, these are guys, they, they're, they're not much older than us. They grew up watching, like, Kung Fu Sundays with us. You know, they, 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 they watch those, uh, those the double feature Kung Fu movies, like, Saturday there nothing, Night. There was nothing better than Kung Fu Theater. Yeah, so check those out if, if, if you like these albums. And you probably already did, because, I, I mean, those, the samples from these movies are all over the place. Yeah. And a lot of them were directly from 36 Chamber. Yeah, and then, well, and used... Um... Shit! What's the sample that they that they use in in Thirty Six Chambers that comes out in Kill Bill Two, when the little girl's watching the movie? Um, what is it? It's probably it's probably the, the most popular sample of, of the or the most quoted sample of the Wu Tang song. The uh, I can't remember right now. But there was also another thing that uh, that I read that the RZA. Still to this day, watches four kung fu movies a week. Wow! Holy shit! Yeah. Do they even have that many? Of course, there are that many. <laughs> you just watch no. the same one. I, I and yeah, he's a he's a, he's a huge Shaw Brothers fan, and, and these are all a lot of these movies were the Shaw Brothers, and they're also the the guys that put Bruce Lee on the map before he became yeah. the the international superstar he is. That is well, right. he was. 
So Good. this was I, fun. I, 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 thank you for this. I, I learned who my favorite uh, Wu Tang member is, and and you brought me back. I, I didn't I didn't realize how many of these songs I knew. I, I was able to rap to them. Like I was able to match them word for word. Nice. I've heard them so many times, and I just haven't listened to them since since that era. Man, I I wanted to do a Wu Tang um, uh, mix, um, and it is so hard to mix it because none of the songs have choruses. They're like, <laughs> so it's like I I went into it. I'm like, this is gonna be me just cutting back and forth. I should probably I still do it anyway. But uh, but plug though, if you want to hear a cool Method Man and Red Man mix, DJ G Funk at my A and SoundCloud. <laughs> I did it for when I opened for him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The sample, the when I was little, my father was famous. He was oh, that's from that's from General. That's Lone Wolf and Club. Yeah, and that's Jizza. Right, but I'm saying it's they use it in Kill Bill, and oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's 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 Japanese. Yeah, but still, it's, it's not kung fu. They still use it. <laughs> I know, no, but that you Mark, know what? Oh, They're oh, the ones that got me into the Lone Wolf and Club movies. They were actually a series. Have you ever seen them? Yeah. And and yeah. that's the style that Quentin Tarantino imitates yeah. when, with the sword fights and the. Yeah. All the if you guys can't see me, I'm faking like a lot of blood shooting out of my neck because I've been. And that's the video sample that we'll use for. <laughs> <laughs> Eric gushing out blood. But uh, Gilbert, anything else you want to you want to drop knowledge on? Uh, no. No, just uh, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, he's back live, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to go see him in Broward, he's on stage. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's official again, right? You're you're pretty much gonna yeah. be DJing. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out and about. Sweet. Right. That means we get to see less of him, at least if you live here in Miami. Yeah, or. Just look out for video clips on the Beat Bodega Instagram site, and soon. Mendo uh, plug. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. You're getting good at this, Carlos. You, you always get very Miami on the on an episode. That I know. Plug. I, it's in me, man. <laughs> it's in my blood. But um, so, and eventually, we'll see Gilbert more on video. As soon, very soon, uh, we'll have our YouTube channel up. Uh, we're not going to do full episodes on the YouTube channel. We're going to put clips and highlights, um, and it should be fun. Uh, so this wraps up the Wu-Tang episode. Next episode will be a tribute to the Beastie Boys, and we just decided um, yesterday, I believe, um, in the third episode in November, uh, it'll be our first episode without a playlist. It'll be... A tribute strictly to this channel that used to show music all the time, MTV. So we're going to dive deep into MTV, discuss MTV, um, and uh, we'll the ridiculousness, the ridiculousness channel, the ridiculous <laughs> channel. Yeah. Why is that all they're showing now, bro? Well, so it depends. You Not have... knocking the guy; he's pretty amazing, great yeah. skater. I love what he's done, but yeah, I mean, you could only take so much of this. It's, you you have... might as well be YouTube. Right. Yeah, you either get 16 hours of ridiculousness or 16 hours of 16 and pregnant. Oh, I used to love the days when it was my 16, you know? <laughs> but what yeah. was that show that, that show that you liked that had um, uh, Jared Leto in it? 
Oh, but that's my so-called life. That was on ABC, man. Oh, but it was on MTV yeah, too. Yeah, they they let her put it on syndication. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Jerry Catalano, man. Jordan Catalano. What a babe. Brought it right back to the fucking shit that Eric talked <laughs> <laughs> How do we get into a teen girl? Yeah, show? man. Come on, man. I'm I'm you know what? I'm gonna change my image on this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sound harder. Uh, Tiger style. Tiger, Tiger style. Tiger style. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here you go, uh, Eric. Before you sign us off, Gilbert, give us your sign off. Help control the pet population by having your pets paid or new. <laughs> Peace and love, people, Dega family. <laughs> that was amazing. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. This wraps up the Wu Tang episode again. Uh, next week we'll do Beastie Boys, and then a tribute to uh, MTV, and then uh, then we have another week in November that we're still trying to iron out. Uh, I'm not going to announce it yet because it in sync. I had to try. I had to try. I'm sorry. We're not going in sync, but it voice. should be a very fun episode. Hopefully, uh, everything comes through and the idea is that we will collaborate with another podcast i don't want to announce it yet until until we finalize everything those Uh, those poor people those poor people (laughs) Uh, i do want to give some shout outs uh to some of our listeners that are always listening to every episode always chad the chad first and foremost chad the chad chad the chad jernigan uh special shout out to him um Jenny and oh, and our personal therapist uh, Eileen. Uh, there's not an episode that she misses. Always uh, always sends us messages. Um, we'll give a new shout out to uh, somebody that either corrects us on on messages or adds additional information uh, is Annalie. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so wait, do we get a lot of shit wrong here, man? No. no. I don't want to be that guy. No. That we, we we are those people. But I try to be as faithful to things as possible, and not talk out of my ass. No, so no, no, like it, it's either, either kind of like how Jaime did that one time. That something so obvious that we could have talked about and we didn't. Okay, uh, cool. He does the same thing. Nice. Hello, uh, Emily. Emily, what's up? Yeah, and then um, that was so. Hi, you know. <laughs> And always, I give these guys a shout out all the time. But since we started a podcast, they, they've always uh, they've always supported us and, and always send us messages, which is the F and Nerds podcast. Um, they actually do a cool thing on their on their Friday episodes. Uh, is it on their Friday episodes? I don't know. They do like a, a shout out to all the other podcasts that that they either listen to or they've gotten shout outs from. Um, you know, lately we've had, uh, uh, let me pull them up because they always end up liking all the stuff that we post. Um, let me, give me one second here. Talk amongst yourself. I need to get more into this podcasting. I'm not, like, yeah, I don't. Considering that you're a co-host of one? Yeah, that'd be great. I, no, <laughs> I, you know what? That is kind of messed up, right? I, it, it is a craft that I'm developing, so I should perhaps listen to to more podcasts and just not but I do music. all i listen to i want well, to listen to his podcast and yeah pretty much really like, i don't yeah i don't even listen to terrestrial it, radio I, I i've never i was never a fan of talk radio or anything like that either oh uh, yeah no i, I yeah, you know, yeah I, I used to listen to a lot of sports talk so yeah 
So uh, actually, I'm I, Eric. I'm gonna apologize because oh, this is a first. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm getting ready, guys. And, and I'm sorry I've never mentioned these these guys to you, but they like everything that we post, and I've heard a few of their podcasts, and I I, I enjoy listening to them. Their podcast is called the Just Talk Podcast. So you know what their initials are? The JTP. Wow. <laughs> was that on purpose? I, I don't know. I oh, my God. It. If it was, but they the are amazing. They're my heroes. That the fact that their logo JTP! is the JTP. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Just Talk podcast. And then uh, there's these two girls that I've listened to their podcast. I like their podcast. Again, another another podcast that, you know, likes our comments or, or, or our videos is You Hablo Lo Que Me De La Gana. Wow. Are they from Miami? I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, Miami, bro. Miami. <laughs> they sound Miami. No, so they would have done. They would have said, "Y'all look at me, they're like, Anna, bro." They, <laughs> they would have been with the bro, but no, they. You know, there's there's a lot of podcasts that send us messages and always show us love, and and you know, we don't do a good job of it. I, you know, the effing nerds guys do a great job of it. Actually, dedicating a segment to giving shout out to these people. Uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to some of our faithful listeners that always respond. Actually, there's one more person I want to give a shout out to. Um, Big, oh, what is it? Big baby Jesus. Big baby Jesus. No. Uh, uh, just all, all jokes aside, thank you everybody for listening. It's yeah. pretty amazing that we've been doing this and people are still jumping on and yeah. listening oh, so, to us to shoot shit. And there's, I'm sorry, three more people I'm going to give a shout out to. I feel like a dick for not doing it, but so... Lindsay, shout out to you. Reggie, shout out to you. Um, and then I had the opportunity to actually message for quite a long time. Uh, Jesus Christ, man, this aging. Jesus Christ. Whoa. Give a shout out to the Lord and Savior. What's what's uh, his handle? <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Direct light to him. So uh, Nine Zeros podcast. That's actually a friend of mine's daughter who started a podcast, which is pretty cool. Cool. One shy of a Google. Oh, no, that's 100, right? So there's a guy um, that I had a, like a nice back and forth. Uh, his handles, it, when you read it all together, it says PJ Cito. Um, but he's an artist, really talented guy, uh, does great drawings, does great artwork. Uh, you know, he really got deep into our aggressive music episode. Nice. And so I, he may he may suffer from the same issues that I do. You're onto something there, Carlos. Yeah, but, uh, you know, send me a lot of information about uh, Maynard and, and Perfect Circle and, and all that. But, um, you know, had a long drive ahead of him. Uh, and he said, you know, he thanked us and said, you know, I'm going to listen to your show all the way down. That's pretty cool. Uh, but so shout out to all those great people. Um, you know, like uh, Gilbert said, spay or neuter your animals. <laughs> and uh, guys, thanks again for listening to the bodega. Allow me to demonstrate the skill of Shaolin.